What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. It is a special afternoon emergency broadcast. We don't usually go live at this time, but we're here going live, letting everybody know everything's going great. Everyone, you know, you you, you turn on your Fox News, you turn on your CNNs, everyone's talking about inflation. They're talking about the economy. They're talking about, hey, did Biden push Russia into starting World War III and cutting off global food supplies? Did we maybe uh, poke the bear in a way that we're going to end up with bricks? competing with our U.S. dollars, all the while crypto's at $20,000, so we can't even rely on that shit. And people, they're they're getting all fucking flustered. They're going, it looks to me like things are bad, that things are more expensive than I remember them being a couple days ago. And that's why I'm here to remind you, special emergency broadcast, everything's going great. Don't be confused. Don't walk into stores. Don't see friends without jobs. Don't be confused about what's going on. Secretly, everything's going amazing. And I got the proof. You ready for it? First is, it's not inflation. You might think that you're seeing higher prices, but that's not inflation. You know what it is? It's price improvements. That's what it is. It's price improvements to better reflect the growth in our wages and income. It's showcasing the newfound wealth. That's right. People went out there and they acquire new wealth. And so since they're so wealthy, they can actually afford to spend more. And so the markets are doing a better job of improving improving their pricing to reflect all the newfound wealth that we found in our society. And this recession, there's no recession. There's no two terms, uh, two quarters of, of things going downhill. That's not what's going on here. We've got an extra transitory economy. What is it transitioning into? What is this butterfly down the line? Well, we can't tell you yet, but just know it's extra transitory. And we know, we all know how much we prefer not owning things and being on the move. We're all, we're going to be a society of vagrants. Every single one of us, just get, get your caravan ready. You know, that's why Instagram has been secretly pitching this van lifestyle. Cause if you got that van, you can always be on the move. These people are prepared. It's uh, so the economy is like that. And now that it's not a recession. What it actually is, it's an opportunity for even more growth. So it's kind of like if your own personal life, you decided tomorrow to start doing heroin, look at how much more opportunity you would have for self-improvement. That's not a step in the wrong direction. That's a step in the right direction of having an even better comeback story. You're writing your own journey here. So if you can like, you know, start heading off a cliff, doing crystal meth, tanding that with uh, with some heroin, and then, you know, really losing your shirts and shoes and everything else, you're not going in the wrong direction. What you're really doing is creating even more opportunity for growth. And don't you love it when these people like just reinvent words? It's like when uh, when that lady, the goop lady, Gwyneth Paltrow was like, we're, we're not getting divorced. We're consciously uncut. Well, can't we just go with divorce? I mean, people have been using the word divorce. Forever. Like, can you imagine if you were sitting down with a friend? like an older friend, and they're like, I'm finally getting married. And they're like, oh, good for you. You're settling down? No, settling up. We don't use words like settling down. I'm headed for even better. Can we just use the words that we've always used? I mean, isn't that just the easier way to approach this? When you start redefining words to, to better market or capitalize, and you're just it's kind of just being douchey. It's like we've had a language for up until now. Can't we just go with that language? I was, I was familiar with that one. I don't know. Need to learn extra English. Got to go back to college. Learn about all these different genders, men or women. Recessions are actually economic growth. Uh, this is a new world we're living in. I'm not even that old. You know, usually you meet people who are like 75 and 80, and they're like, I, I don't know. They're like looking at computers. And they're like, I remember when I used to write a letter. You know, like they're all confused about shit. I feel like I'm too young 
for society to be changing this much. All right. So here's the letter from uh, the White House. You know, they put out a letter. Let's read it. What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. So first is I like that it's not the official is not the official definition because you just changed it. Like I thought that was what the one that we always went with. This is like one of those gaslighting things where you're like, wait, was that not the way a recession was done? I always thought that's the way that they did it. And then if you hit that, all of a sudden you're in recession. I remember the last depression, they didn't want to call it depressions. So they called it the Great Recession. So, you know, it's not the first time that they've pulled these kind of tricks. But like, so it's not the official definition. This is like what Fauci did with uh, with gain of function. Well, this doesn't meet the official defi because you just changed it. You just went to the website and you changed it. You remember like when Hillary Clinton used to go off at Trump and be like, listen, you're not you're not entitled to your own facts, but you are entitled to your own government agencies that can uh, change the definition of thumb something. And then you can go reference those, you know, like, uh, or I, you know what else I like, if this isn't a recession, then maybe this is uh, brought to you by the same math of the people that told you Biden won the election, you know, cause apparently, I mean, you can make, just make up anything. We've got, we've got new economic branches that you guys have never heard of before. I know that usually we work with the Fed and the treasury, but there's this other one or uh, or the Congressional Budget Office, but we've got this other one that you guys have never heard of. And so we're going to start going with uh, with their definition now. And so I tried reading this thing. We'll read we'll read more of this paragraph. And then it just went into nonsense land where I was like, I'm like the one person who kind of finds economics interesting. I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about here. Sometimes I can't tell if I can't tell what the fuck they're talking about because I'm dumb or like it, it takes so much brain effort to try and even figure out the argument that they're trying to make to then debunk it. So now I'm just like, if I don't get it, I'm just going to assume that they're lying. All right, let's continue. Let's read a little bit more of this. Uh, instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessments of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it's unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. So there you go. Everything's fine. Don't be fooled by these prices. All right, I want to take a quick look at my mic here. Give me one second, everybody. Testing, testing. Does that sound good to everybody? I don't know why. For some reason, it's sounding a little bit tinny to me, but I, uh, I'll i just assume I'll just assume it's all right. All right, let's read one more paragraph of this. The National Bureau of Economic Research, the NBER. When did this organization come into being? I never heard of an NBER. Business Cycle Dating Committee, the official recession scorekeeper. So apparently, anytime we've ever been hearing from anyone else about recessions or depressions, if it wasn't come from the NBR, it wasn't from the official scorekeeper. Uh, defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity that has spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. The variables the committee typically tracks include real personal income, minus government transfers, employment, various forms of real consumer spending, and industrial production. Notably, there are no fixed rules or thresholds that trigger a determination of decline, although the committee does not does note that in recent decades, they have given more weight to real personal income, less transfers, and payroll employment. All right. I, you know, I don't even know the argument that they're trying to make. So, you know, sometimes when you're confused about these things, maybe we could just listen directly to uh, to the lady here. 
you know, you got the, the press secretary. She's supposed to bring clarity to these things. People like me were too stupid to read these documents. So let's give a quick listen to the press secretary. I'm sure can make sense out of this situation for us. Yeah. Um, the president said today that uh, we're not going to be in a recession. Uh, why is he so confident of that? So if you look at the economic indicators, uh, the, uh, as the president was, was uh, laying out, if you look at the labor market, uh, right now we are seeing historic uh, historic uh, 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 unemployment. If you look at low unemployment at 3.6, if you look at the... So historic unemployment uh, is showcasing the boom in our economy because it's all about the, 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 the further downhill we go, the more growth opportunities that we have in the transition stage to some sort of a restructuring butterfly type atmosphere that they're not telling us about. We're in a cocoon right now. And no matter how bad it goes, remember, that's just the opportunity for even more growth. When you get your wings, it's going to feel even better, but they're not telling us about the wing stage yet. So apparently, you know, if you were confused by this letter, just off the bat, understand that unemployment's at record levels. So that would be proof of the fact that we're not in a recession. All right. A little bit of clarity. Let's continue. Average uh, amount of jobs that have been created. It's about 400 uh, per month. Those indicators do not show uh, that we are are in a recession or even a pre-recession. Uh, there is uh, there is the N the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic uh, of uh, uh, Economic Research, that actually I've talked. Takes her a while because they just made up this agency. So she's like, wait, do I have this one right? I, I thought it was like the Fed, the Treasury, or the Congressional Budget Office. Uh, we got an NBER, and we're not even in a pre-recession. That's how good at these these guys are at uh, certifying whether or not we are or not in a recession. And you look at how good the Fed was at labeling whether or not we were going to have our 2% target rate on inflation. But now they are so good at this stuff, they can even tell you that we're not even in a pre-recession. Honestly, I don't even know why we're trying that hard to boost the economy. We're in growth mode right now. We're not even in pre-recession category. Like you guys are talking about being in a recession. We're not even in pre-recession. All of our indicators show that we're, we're currently growing about before and they look at a range of um, they look at a broad range of data in deciding whether or not there is a recession and most of the data that they look at right now continues to be strong those 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 uh, pieces that I just mentioned if you look at consumer uh, consumers and how they're spending if you look at what businesses and their households are investing you can continue to see uh, resilience and it's consistent with a recession and you even if you look at uh, the uh, the state uh, uh, the state unemployment numbers. So the data from the CBER new agency that we're just first discovering is consistent with the recession. Uh, I'm, I'm now I'm even more confused. You know, I read the document and I was confused and then I came here for guidance. And it sounds to me like you're saying that unemployment's at record high and that all the data indicates a recession. Kind of sounds like you're saying there's a recession. All right, let's continue that we saw last week in 21 states uh, we saw that unemployment numbers were at was at three uh, percent or below and so all of those indicators show us uh, that uh, we're not in a recession or in a pre-recession at this time is that assessment, I guess, is the president leaving it open for the possibility or is he adamant that there's not going to be recession? Well, I mean, it's not it's not our definition, right? Well, behind the closed doors, he used the word Jack a bunch. So I'm pretty sure he's adamant about it. Listen, Jack, 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 no recession here, Jack. We're talking about a definition from NBER, uh, which has been around since 1920, uh, which has said back, I give you some some. Um, 
been around since 1920 and referenced more in this past hour than it has been in the last 100 years of our country. Uh, some quotes here. In 2007, the San Francisco Federal Reserve said, uh, you know, journalists often describe a recession as two consecutive qu quarters of declines in quarterly real inflation-adjusted gross domestic pro product GDP. The Doesn't she sound like uh, she's describing like a handicapped kid who's figuring out how to walk with her nice, jolly tonality? Like, you know, against the other kids who can actually walk, it's not that much of an accomplishment, but he's starting to get some movement in his legs. And we really feel positive about the fact that if he continues with the physical therapy, he might be able to come to a 60% usage where he might get to a stage where he can walk with a walker. It's like a little kid just talking about the special needs. Yeah, your kid is going to remain in the special class, but he's starting to figure out half the semicircle. And we might get to a point where he understands full circles and then he might remain at a second level grade level of comprehension for the rest of his life. But the point is he's making improvements, especially amongst the other special ed kids. The definition used by e economists differs. Uh, and so again, NBER, they decide what the definition is. Uh, and so when you look at the uh, economic All right. Enough of this lady. Here was the tweet from the president himself. 21 states have unemployment rates at or below 3%. The first time in history this has happened. Which states? I mean, 21. That's not even hat. Like, whoa, 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 what are we doing here? Are you well, like, you, I mean, which information are you cherry picking? Are these all Republican states? Are you basically uh, claiming that, you know, some of the Republican states that everyone fled to for jobs uh, they got good employment levels. Just don't look at the other 20 states uh, that have gone to shit. Like, I, I mean, that's a wild one to go. Hey, listen, uh, things are fine here because we got data that at least half the country's doing OK. Well, what about the other states? This is really your, your, your non-recession argument is that you were able to cherry pick that half the states are doing OK. America's are working and the administration is working for them. And then here's a picture of uh, Biden. If you guys uh, already forgot about this, it happens to be that he's uh, in the White House. He still has Corona. And apparently the latest CDC guidance is that you can't get Corona if you're taking a picture. If you're either being photographed or taking a picture, forget the vaccine, you can't transfer the virus. There he is. He's sitting in the Oval Office. I don't even know if it's the Oval Office. I think it's some, some, special, some special other office. But, you know, someone took a picture. Biden ain't got a mask on. This is him with COVID right now. I mean, they were telling me my apartment. I got to stay in my apartment for 10 full days. Uh, apparently, when the president gets corona, you know, people can drop off meals. People can come in and out of the room. The doctors can come check on you if you need to have your picture taken. Uh, and in this photo, he's giving a, what's that on my desk? Someone calling me? So you, you can get your picture taken. So, by the way, if you find that you're in another situation where you have corona and you're not sure about, like, attending a family function, just make sure that you have a photographer there with you because corona will pause if you're getting your picture taken. It understands memories. It understands that you got to get a good picture of yourself in all situations, even if you're sick with corona. So uh, that's the new move. Just uh, don't don't worry about vaccines. Just make sure you got a photographer with you. And then here was the statement from the White House. Biden's COVID symptoms almost completely resolved, says White House doctor. President Biden's COVID-19 symptoms have almost completely resolved. White House doctor uh, Kevin O'Connor said when questioned at this point, he only notes some residual nasal congestion and minimal hoarseness that will clear up with one good sniff of a kid.
That's all it's going to take to get Biden back up on his feet. And then here they did another one where he was on a press conference. He's got his thumb up and he said, I feel much better than I sound. And what's going to he, what's he going to tell us next? That he's also less retarded than he seems. And then I, I love this where he's like, I, I feel much better than I sound. I could see him on a call. It goes like, hey, man, are you OK? You're coughing a bite. He's like, who coughed? I didn't cough like you coughed three seconds ago. Not me, Jack. How must have been someone else coughing? I literally just saw you. Oh, yeah. Having a coffin, I have never been healthier my whole life. I don't even know what COVID is. What are you talking about? All right, here was another news story. 16 House staffers were arrested outside of Schumer's office to protesting climate inaction. Apparently, this becomes, uh, firstly, they actually got put in handcuffs. And I get to see one of these college kids are like, wait, can, can I have the, uh, the AOC arrest? Uh, do we really need the handcuffs? I was just trying to get a picture from my Instagram. This is the new thing. If you send your kid to Washington, you better warn them because this is like the new way you got to you really want to show off your liberal chops. You want to show off that you're at the high of the height of this liberal progressive food chain. You got to get down to Washington. You got to get yourself some sort of a cabinet position where you can't actually get in trouble if you're arrested. And then you got to go out there and you got to get yourself arrested because you're protesting that the other people on the left are not as far left as you are. You, you got to go out there and you got to protest the people that were voted in that they're not doing their job of representing people that didn't vote for them because they're not pushing a left enough agenda. Hey, you haven't shut down the economy yesterday over this global warming that Bernie Sanders is telling me that I'm going to kill my kids. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get arrested for Instagram to showcase the fact that I care more than anybody else. And let me tell you, this is going to be all fun and games until... One of these kids gets arrested, arrested. Well, probably be someone on the right. All right. Then we've got, this was from Fox News, stimulus check update. These states are sending inflation relief payments. There you go. If you're nervous about inflation, well, the, the state's going to send you a check. And then what happens when everyone goes and spends those checks? Does that bring the prices down? Hey, we understand that uh, milk has gone up in price. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you guys all a paycheck so you can go buy milk. And then what happens when everyone goes out and buys the milk? Well, there, there's not going to be more demand for it now. There's not going to be more money available for the milk people to charge you more money. And then they come around and they go, all right, well, you can't charge more money. And then you end up with rationing. There you go. They, they've got this thing all figured out. All right. We're going to close it out. Two more quickies. We've got the Choco Taco. I salute you. I bid you farewell, Choco Taco. You served me well when I was a fat kid getting out of a pool at summer camp when when you heard the, 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 the thing driving down the street and then you forced your mom to give you some money and she's like, we've got ice cream in the freezer and it costs less. And you're like, that thing's playing songs and it's got the Choco Taco. And then when you looked at it in the ingredients, you're like, man, Choco Taco, you're keeping this thing real. Nobody's using trans fats. Even Dunkaroos got rid of the trans fats, but not the Choco Taco. The Choco Taco said, listen, while other kids are getting ice cream all over their face, while they're making out with ice cream cones, while they're licking, it was ahead of the taco curve. Tacos weren't even popular in this country. You didn't have Instagram chicks talking about how they love tacos. Everyone's saying, I love the taco. I like a chicken taco. I like a, this taco. The Choco Taco kept it simple. You ever find another taco that had a lid on it? keeping everything all together. No other taco had a lid on it. Every other taco in the world, it's just left there open. You got your cheeses falling out. You got your lettuces falling out. Sometimes you take a bite, the whole thing crumbles. Sometimes you're trying to eat it in the car. The whole thing falls apart, not the Choco Taco. The Choco Taco was soft on the outside. It had a mixed chocolatey ice cream on the inside. It had a sealed top on the outside. And then they kept those things super frozen. So even on a hot day, 
It would only slightly melt on you, just getting progressively softer. And a Choco Taco was a snack. You could slam it. If you really want to be a fatty, you could eat a whole bunch of those. But if someone just handed you one Choco Taco, and that was the beginning and end of your Choco Taco consumption, you weren't upset. You weren't like, I've only gotten a flavor of Choco Taco. You're like, I've had a full eating experience here. And so for that, I salute you, Choco Taco, for serving fat kids well in the summer. It was never my favorite snack, but, you know, it was exciting if someone had one on hand. And then there, that was definitely something when you were a kid, you thought it was way more uh, like a much more sizable thing. And then as an adult, it seemed to be more of like a bite-sized thing. Boy, what do you think? Like three, if you're being a fatty, what do you, what do you think you get through a Choco Taco in about three bites? The one thing I did think was funny was I had that moment where I got really sad. And I was like, not the Choco Tacos. You didn't even warn me. Like, at least give me a warning. Let me know if I could fix something in this relationship, Choco Taco. You know, you could just, like, tell me that you're not happy. Tell me that we're not giving you enough attention. You know, I haven't even seen a Choco Taco in a while. Why don't you tell me that you're available? We can hang out. And, you know, so at first I was upset. I was like, you're just going to take the Choco Tacos from me? You're not even going to warn me that you're taking the Choco Tacos? And then I was like, why am I mad about this? I haven't eaten a Choco Taco in, like, five years. And I spent way too much time in my evening thinking about the Choco Taco because I got ADD. And so every time I was spacing out, I was just thinking about Choco. And I was like, why am I so mad that they're taking the Choco Taco from me? And I was like, well, this is on me. I haven't purchased a Choco Taco in like five or six years. And I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Choco Tacos have been available this whole time. I haven't been out there purchasing Choco Tacos. What is the fault in me that I'm not out there eating Choco Tacos? And like, I was like roaming in my head for probably like three or four hours. And then I was using the bathroom and I remembered like, right, I'm lactose intolerant. I haven't even eaten an ice cream in four years. <laughs> I was like, it's really not going to affect my lifestyle that the Choco Taco has gone the way of the history books. But if you're out there, you know, go, start looking in your stores. See if you can stash up on some Choco Tacos and then bring them to Summer Porch Tour, the one event that is, at least for now, probably not recession-proof because every time all the other prices go up, then I realize like, oh, shit, you know, let, let's just let's focus on the positive here. Dude, fucking closing out the summer with some amazing summer porch tour coming at you. What do we got lined up? Well, firstly, there is going to be a weekend. You can follow the tour on this one. I mean, you're going to hear some of the same jokes on the joke set, but you I, follow the tour on this one because at the end of August, we've got Arlington VA at a bar that never closed throughout the entire Corona thing. That's going to be a straight stand-up show. The next night, we're at Max's Heart in Heart. Uh, and soul of summer porch store. He's got the private bar. You can camp Shedcast guys are on that one doing a full rap concert. We're doing a full stand-up comedy show followed by a late night live podcast from the bar. You can camp at that one. You can show up in the afternoon and tailgate. That is going to be a full day party. And then just added to the schedule after that in Reading PA, we're going to be doing a barbecue at on Sunday uh, from Jeff, who is one of the high ranking members of the Mises caucus. We're going to do our annual summer update of everything of the Meekhawks, the grand mighty council of the Meekhawks, myself, Mike Heiss and Jeff. And uh, it's going to be a barbecue. Uh, there's going to be a stand up. There's going to be uh, the Shedcast guys. We're going to be that live pod. By the way, I haven't even told the Shedcast guys that that show's happening yet, but they'll be there for it. Then we've got the farm out in Michigan, which, uh, guys, this is an extravagant farm. You know, I've been out here talking about fields in the middle of nowhere. This is not a field in the middle of nowhere. This is an extravagant farm with all the things you'd find where you can do tractor rides. 
you you can uh, I I don't really know what's on the farm, but I know it's a nice farm, and I know that there's some camping available on that one, and I'm not going to be doing a Michigan date for a long time. So fucking show up for that one. That's me and the Shedcast guys. End of summer, uh, we're going to be doing the smokeout bug out in Denver along with uh, stand up at Forest Mommy's house, and then this weekend I'm in Hartford, Connecticut, and then there's one more summer porch tour uh gig scheduled oh yeah las vegas and tickets are moving on that one that one's gonna be me and uh me and bk chris all right i think i had one more topic that i wanted to cover uh which is we're starting to see the great walk back it's incredible i i mean fauci's now on every news station going i i would i would never say that i would never make an advisement like that telling people that they gotta wear a mask i wouldn't tell a person to wear a mask i wouldn't tell a person that they gotta get a vaccine a vaccine that we never thought I wouldn't tell anyone anything like that. Who would, who would say something like that? What, uh, not sending a kid to school? I would never tell someone not to send their kid to school. I only make $900,000 to repeat the guidance from the CDC. The CDC says it, and then I say it, and they pay me $900,000, but it's not something I would say. I would never, I would never tell anybody that they can't do anything ever. I understand people have lives to live. That's not something I would, I said that I would never say such a thing. So we can enjoy it over the next two weeks. It's going to be the great walk back where, you know, Fauci, I was just looking at it from a health thing. I never said close the ports. I never said that people aren't going to need food. I never said that people should lose their jobs. I never said your kids shouldn't go to school. I was just, I was the health guy. I just said everyone was going to die if they don't listen to me. That's all I said. But I never said that they shouldn't. I mean, I said they die if they go to the school, but I never said that we should close the school. Uh, this is, uh, you know what, we'll play it and then we can give some more commentary. Here we go. I so appreciate what you're saying, doctor, about the moving target. Um, at the same time, there were um, authorities that made different decisions than the CDC's recommendations, for example, on school closures, and they did not see higher levels of child mortality when it comes to COVID. And meanwhile, the schools that did close down were now seeing just disastrous levels of learning loss among poor children, children of color, mental health crisis. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're, you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science-based approach to make recommendations. Clearly, whenever you close schools, there are collateral effects that are negative. I have always been well aware of that. And I have always felt, and you go back and look at my statements, that we need to do everything we can to keep the schools open and safe. And by safe means, if you need to wear masks in that, wear masks. Get better ventilation. Fauci is the backwards man. He's the backwards man. No one can walk back policies as fast as he can. No one can walk back policies as fast as he can. Who can mix shit? Go, someone go get that 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 scene from Freddie Got Fingered where he's standing in front of the mirror. I'm the backwards man. I'm the backwards man because that's Fauci right now. Walk it all back. I never said any of that. Here's what's uh, so incredible about all this. It, it's kind of what uh, um, Ryan from the Gavel Project was laying on us is that they intimidate you. They pretend like they have authority that they don't have. And then at some point you actually press them on it. And then everyone's pointing fingers and going, well, I never said you had to do that. I never, I never said you would have to. I was just making a recommendation. And guess what? The recommendation, I, that wasn't even my recommendation. 
sure, $950,000 a year in order to make these recommendations on the news, telling everyone that I'm the Lord and health of science. And that if people don't listen to me, eh, the virus is going to last forever and everyone's going to die. But that wasn't, that wasn't my recommendation. I was just repeating what the people at the CDC was saying. And here's the issue with this is that time is on their side. It's like when you uh, go look at Black Shoals. I'm going to pretend like I understand options trading. One of the things that gets priced into an option is the time factor. The more time is on it, right? The more volatility you can have, the more valuable your option would be. And so they've got the asset of time on their hands. That what, it takes two years before people are willing to press them on this shit? They just exert authority that they don't have. And then two years later, I, I would never have said that. I, can, can you get that tape? I mean, I don't want to watch the tape because even if I say it was just the, it, was, it was guidance from the CDC. All right. So we can look forward to this. Call it the great walk back of 2022. And uh, if you want to be able to walk backwards with the same agility that I just put forward there, you got to go to sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You get 20% off boxers with the pouch for your second balls. Keep everything cool, calm and collected in the summer months. All right. Let's read a couple of these comments because I saw some good ones in here. I saw people. Uh, all right. We have Keith Crane lamenting that the Choco Taco is going away. Also waiting in on this is Short Bus Bully, who said, I had a Choco Taco couple, a couple weeks ago, and it was as fucking as delicious as ever. There you go. We've got um, Keith Kane, always my favorite. Can't remember the last time I had one. David Allen. First, they went after Twinkies, and we said nothing. And then they went after the Choco Taco, and still people were silent. When will we stand up for the rights to eat crap and not bugs? And then we've got last closing it out. If they ever come for Drake's funny bones, I will fight. Dude, I used to like funny bones. When I was at synagogue and they used to do the money morning, uh, the post services, uh, you know, like the, 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 the what they called the kiddish, but the, the party, dude, I would, I would, I would, I would shove funny bones in my fucking pockets. If you're not familiar with the funny bone, uh, it's, it's the Drake's product with peanut butter on the inside, chocolate on the outside, peanut butter on the inside. I haven't eaten one of those in a long ass time. David Allen, they need to discontinue the Klondike bar first. No one eats that crap. That's true. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Nothing. They're not good. David Allen. I wonder if Dr. Fauci liar, Lord and savior is going to win worst person of the year for a third year in a row. It could happen. Robbie, would you like some sausage? Robbie, would you like some sausage? Thank you, Anna. All right, guys, that's our episode. Thank you so much for hanging out. Run your mouth. Summer poor stores in session. Go to eventbrite.com, robbythefire.eventbrite.com. Uh, you can see all the dates, whether or not I'm in your area. Tickets are like 20 bucks, and they're fucking full-day parties. So coming out. Uh, and then, of course, shout out Yo Kratom. Yo Deltas, home of the, you know, Yo Kratom, home of the $6 kilo. Yo Delta. You like getting high? Pick up their vape pens. You'll like them. Promo code RYM, you get 20% off. That's our episode. Quick little afternoon broadcast back tomorrow with Monica for part two. And then we'll probably do an ep another episode on Friday. Peace.